When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Friday. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Elijah's all bundled up, still has the stocking hat going. It looks a bit wintry outside here in the capital city. Hope you're doing well. Lots to get into today. We'll dive into some Nebraska basketball and high school hoops. Big Red Volleyball going to take down Bevo Saturday. Jacob Padilla in 10 minutes well, 15. We'll talk with Jacob coming up. And uh, before hour one is done, the, the godfather, Barry Alvarez, will join us and get his perspective on Donovan Riola, his uh, captain and multi-year starter on that Wisconsin offensive line. We'll talk to Barry about uh, Riola and what Nebraska's getting on that offensive line. Hour two, Bill Dolman with us from NBC Sports, the pride of Fairbury, Steve Marek, also from Hale Varsity, and uh, your chance to dial up and get in before the weekend at 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Give us a follow. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio or at Herbal Essence for Elijah and can always email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. So what do you make of this Oregon news? Oregon, are they going to hire the defensive-minded Lanning from Georgia? That's the name we heard and heard and heard from Dean Blevins. I think that was the guy Dino wanted. Uh, Nothing against Venables. But you have Adam Rittenberg reporting that, okay, that's great. Oregon says... (laughs) Oregon says we're hiring hiring Dan Lanning, the Georgia defensive coordinator. But that's news to Lanning. Right now, Kirby's probably thrown his visor a couple of times because you need Lanning and that Georgia D to be on point against Harbaugh and Michigan here in a few weeks. It it just seems so out of left field. Right. It's it's like Harson going from the Pacific Northwest, i.e. Boise, to Auburn. It's not that coaches can't do it, but usually there's a comfort zone or there's some familiarity with a region you go back to. Mel Tucker, case in point. Mel Tucker's a guy that you look at that 2015 list of assistants and everyone's a head coach and everyone's had a great year for, for Saban, that 2015 team. Well, his, his safeties coach was Mel Tucker, among other head coaches that have finished in the top five, top four. Uh, I know Sparty's at 10. But the point is, is, you know, Mel Tucker going from the SEC to the Big Ten isn't a shock because he played for Barry Alvarez. He was part of that first recruiting class at Wisconsin 
Tucker's a Cleveland guy. He's a Midwest guy. So it, it was strange to see Mel Tucker go to Colorado, but then he quickly turned around and parlayed that into a he job just in the Big the, Ten. He just needed his first Power mm-hmm. Five gig in a major conference and then get the hell out of Hippieville. I mean, he, he did, and he landed a better job, and he killed it in the portal. We'll get to portal news there. but So uh, plenty to sift through on that. Uh, Nebraska basketball, the walking wounded with the uh, the, the the flu bug going around, and uh, Chris Baznet reporting with you know based on what's been on social media and some of the pictures you see as the team boards the plane. Uh, he listed off a, a bunch of guys that uh, were part of the, the the trip, and one big name that is not. Uh, I don't see. Per his tweet, Verge. You just wonder if Verge made the trip or not. But Webster and McGowan's and Kesey and Walker and Lat and Wiltshire and you got our, uh, Eduardo Andre and, and McPherson. So and, we'll and see. Th- this is what he is d- deducing from going through the the social media yes. posts. I do believe of looking at the videos they posted, the pictures they've posted from their mm-hmm. their open gym today, which did seem to show. I mean, they had a lot of like open court pictures where you could see most of the guys on the on the court. So it would appear Verge not going to be lined up. And some Husker fans have been asking for this. And, and some Husker fans have been wanting to see what this team can do with Bryce McGowan's being the lead ball hinder, the lead guy initiating the offense. So I guess we'll see what it looks like. <laughs> the look on your face right there, now. There is no hope. There is absolutely no hope tomorrow. We'll, we'll get into Husker hoops in a moment. I believe the spread's at 14 and a half for Auburn. Yeah. And and Bruce Pearl got smacked. He's kept his job, but he's got a two-game suspension. The rifleman Chuck Pearson, his lead assistant, uh, has been given a 10-year show cause. So he's out of the 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 delivery business, allegedly, in college basketball. But Auburn's not going to receive any further punishment. You know, if you're going to cheat and you're going to pay, do it right. And that is win. (laughs) (laughs) And and I say this in all honesty, right? (laughs) We can point and laugh at, at Michigan's Fab Five Final Four banners no longer hanging in Chrysler Arena. We'll never, ever forget the Fab Five. They had a 30 for 30. Right. There's not going to be a 30 for 30 on the gonna. Team. We're never going to forget UNLV. In the hot tub time machine picks with Larry Johnson and Stacey Ogman in Vegas and Tart. I, do, I don't care. Really, I don't care. Just if you're going to spend money to get elite players pre-NIL, get good players. Please. There's been a, all sorts of wiretap info out there on a bunch of programs that you know and that you pick every uh, March Madness to kill it in your bracket. They're still waiting on their punishment. <laughs> the checks have cleared. <laughs> They're in the NBA. Just If you're going to do it, do it right. SMU, payroll to meet. Another 30 for 30. Glorious cheating. Let's all of a sudden be better than Texas in the in the uh, the Southwestern Conference. Oh wow! How did SMU get good? Transams, gold Transams, maroon Transams that A and M allegedly bought Eric Dickerson. <laughs> I mean, listen, you can't erase the memory. The banner may come down. You may be shamed. How many times has Kentucky gone to NCAA hell? A lot. Pre-Patino. 
And this is like 30 years ago, pre-Patino. Just be good at cheating if you're going to do it. And if you get caught, make sure you're at least winning before you got caught. Exactly. Right? I mean, this Auburn team, they got up to, what, a four seed in the tournament one year, maybe? He had. Well, look at his time. I mean, Bruce Pearl's got a history. He's got a rep. He got blown out of Tennessee. He made Tennessee basketball worth watching, and they were a one or a two seed one year. Then they whacked him. And then he's got a history of being a dirty assistant in Iowa City. They whacked him. He's hireable because he brings you winning. You deal with the consequences later. You're going to take mom and dad's car out, go and have a hell of a good time with your girlfriend or your buddies, and uh, you, you try and sneak back in. Mom or dad's going to wail on you, but guess what? You had a good time while it happened. Sorry. It's, it's so mucky in, in college basketball that it is what it is. Just be good if you're going to do dirt. Be good at, at cleaning and be good at picking the right guys. But if you are going to go over that line, make sure they, they shoot better from distance. Make sure the mess was worth it. Thank you. Let's talk football. Uh, Nebraska football busy weekend to visitors. Greg Smith is who you need to zero in on with Hale Varsity. Uh, when it comes to the visitors and quarterback question right now is is Brennan, right? And you have Whipple and you had a, a quick conversation he had Monday pre-hire Tuesday, right? Or the smoke on his hiring, the official announcement Wednesday. And, and Chabba Purdy was who he was with on Monday night while he was still with Pitt. Chabba Purdy is... Uh, I think visiting this weekend at Pitt and I think there's been some conversations with Pitt and pretty, but also for sure, probably a follow-up phone call. Hey, I've got a new zip up and it says Nebraska on it. Nebraska just right now is still feeling things out. I think miles Brennan's your guy. I think old miss is still kind of kicking tires on him. I think there's the reality of, of Dylan, Gabriel, possibly at Ole Miss, because he ain't going to go to Oklahoma with his old OC. So if you're Nebraska, you've got probably the door's not shut yet if you like Pretty because of the relationship with Whipple, although Pitt's probably his destination if he's visiting this weekend. you got time to decide. You've got Gabriel, who I think would be, would be outstanding, but – goes back to what Schick said yesterday from an experience standpoint, Elijah. You'll get a guy who's played ball. You had a lot of career starts for Gabriel. You got enough career starts for a guy like Brennan. And you got to kind of hammer that home and, and, and make it happen. Bring in. It's hard enough to bring in one. Two would be very, very aggressive. And I don't know that you can do it. And the, the, the third question about this is, does Nebraska even, is their portal quarterback even in the portal? Right? Spring ball is going to happen. And you need your quarterback here for spring ball, obviously. But maybe, maybe there's a name and a talent that doesn't win the job, that has some experience, that after spring ball, there's fallout, there's attrition. Maybe that's also an option for Nebraska. Maybe Nebraska's waiting on who they really want. Well, you can correct me. But I don't, I, don't, I don't think 
I don't think they're going to wait and pass on a guy like Brennan. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but Russell Wilson, he went to Wisconsin. Wasn't that after spring ball? Yeah, I mean, he got... Because he, he was... He got, a, he, he got into a little bit of a, a tiff with the NC State coach at the time because mm-hmm. he's playing baseball. Yeah. He's playing with the Rockies. And then his dad had, like, pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. So he had a death in the family, and he was playing double A ball. And NC State's like, dude, why aren't you here? He's like, well, we're five and seven, and I'm running for my life. Peace out. I'm going to go play for Wisconsin with an awesome run game and O-line. And a great defense, by the way. But he was post-spring. There, there, there could be available in the portal after spring ball once the, the dominoes have fallen and been uh, quarterbacks realize, oh, you know what? I'm going to be second string on the depth chart this year. Why can't I go to Nebraska? I just watched their spring game. They don't even have a quarterback. Right. Now, just from a, a, a to-do list, you want – think about all the new. Yeah. New O-line, new coordinator, Frost, new quarterback. You want everybody here at some point to start working mm-hmm. versus, well, let's slam this together and see if we can get it done in the summer. So that's what you got away. Some names to think about. You've got Ben Roberts. He's a defensive lineman out of Salt Lake City. Uh, he has a verbal to Oregon, but uh, he's scheduled to visit Nebraska this weekend. A uh, kid that's originally from Washington State, Justin Evans. Jenkins, he's an old lineman from Jersey. He's a good wrestler. He's a high school prospect. And, of course, Emmett Johnson does not have an offer yet, but Coach Brown and company uh, up to see him last weekend. He's the talented back that was really good with senior film from Minnesota. I like Emmett Johnson a lot. Uh, when it comes to the transfer portal, uh, this guy is going to be in town this weekend and give him as much corn and steak as he wants. Hunter Anthony, 6'7", 330, offensive tackle. Uh, he started for a year, 2020 with Okie State, the COVID year, but then got dinged and was a backup. So, when we look at the offensive line, you got to figure Prohaska will be back without any complications after spring. Then you can figure out where Ben Hart fits and uh, what you're doing with Turner. And then you got to add a couple more linemen in the portal, I would think. I mean, from what I saw last season, I think Turner Corcoran looked a lot more comfortable at right tackle than he left does. tackle. He and does. the difference is huge. And I know it was a limited sample size. We saw it against pretty much Northwestern, and that was about it. But he looked a lot more comfortable on that right side. Teddy looked head and shoulders above any other tackle on the roster once they put him in at left tackle. He's good at zone blocking. <laughs> Nuruddin was a serviceable left guard. So the question marks remain, can you get an upgrade at tackle over what you saw from uh, either of those two tackles? If you can get an upgrade, you take it. If not, I think you can be all right. And then it comes down to center and right guard. Those are the two main positions where if Cam's leaving, you don't got a center behind him. And if, I mean, we already know Matt Sichterman's gone and he was – all right. He was better when he had Turner to his right. He was, but he was still like, he, he wasn't a, ne- a Nebraska offensive lineman. When you think about Nebraska offensive lineman, the pipeline in every sense of the word, he wasn't that. So the question is, is what can you bring in at right guard? Those are the positions I'm looking at. Well, and do you have, do you have Ben Hart slimmed down and do you move him in to guard? It's a tough ask to be trying to being that big of a guy and being able to go in and, and dig out nose guards, dig out defensive tackles. You've got guys that were highly rated. Mm-hmm. There's talent in the room. You don't want him to just. You don't want to lose him. You don't want to not coach him up and get him better. I mean, that's a that's a ask for Riola when he gets 
a chance to sit down with the guys in the room. And the other part of this, too, and we'll talk with Jacob Bedilla here coming up, is you're going to have to do some, some, some mending with the offensive line because they're hurt, they're pissed off, their confidence has got to be fleeting a little bit, quite honestly. And you're going to have to coach them up, you're going to have to get them better, but you're also going to have to be tough on them. And, and that's, that's a task for, for Iola, and I think he's up to that task. He'll connect with them, and they'll go to work. And we'll see. Maybe uh, Ryle will be able to turn Thomas Fedoni into a, an all-conference center. I kid. Don't even. I kid. No. <laughs> Elijah Herbal, everybody. <laughs> Got this idea. The, ten, the, the tight end to center pipeline. It's, it's moving well right Got now. Got this idea. Let me, let me see how it fits. Uh, Jacob Adela, high school volleyball, big red hoops. Coming up, Barry Alvarez, 20 minutes away. It's Hale Varsity on a Friday, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of $29.99. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And we're back. Fellas, I think we could listen to the radio listen. On Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Thanks for hanging out. Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Jacob Padilla with us all over high school sports. And of course, Nebraska basketball and Husker volleyball at Jacob Padilla underscore Jacob, thanks for the time. Uh, a thought here. Uh, saw some highlights of Isaac Trout, GI, taking on uh, St. Lu- uh, Louis Vachon. And uh, Isaac had a pretty good ball game. Islanders didn't uh, quite get it done, though. Yeah, um, Isaac got up to a bit of a slow start, but really got going in the second and third quarters. Finished with 24 points and then added another 10 points to his team. Uh, by assists, he had two uh, two teammates at threes and then two layups off his passes. So that was uh, 34 of their 41 total points from Isaac. Uh, so they, they fell 53-41. Uh, a lot of turnovers, just had a tough time scoring enough points. But they, they certainly competed, and Isaac showed what he's capable of on, on a big stage. I believe that was the first time a Nebraska team has ever played uh, on a nationally televised game before, so that that was really cool to be able to watch. No, that was that was kind of following that on social media. Really awesome. Early impressions so far as we're just a you know week and a half into the high school season for boys. Uh, what stuck out to you? I had a chance to see Pius last night. I love what Coach Spitzka's got, and he's got a lot of size and talent. But I was really impressed by. Omaha South, man, and what uh, Coach Chubbuck has is they got a really impressive early road win last night at, at Pius the Tenth. Yeah, um, I was. Uh, uh, it was looking like uh, Pius Bell West is shaping up to be a, a really big game on tomorrow. I was hoping to be able to make it out to that one before volleyball, um, and then South goes in and <laughs> ruins the party a little bit. Um, it, and that is kind of the question with this Pius team. Obviously, they've got a lot of size, but. 
losing the Hoiberg twins. They don't have a lot of experience in the backcourt, um, at least experience at Pius. Jared Bohr has played a lot, but he's coming over from Lincoln Southwest, so he's at least new to that team. And uh, Jackson Kessler is uh, um, a younger guy there that hasn't played a ton just yet, not a good player. But So that was kind of the question, and it seemed like they, they had a tough time handling South uh, pressure from from what I heard, and um, just kind of the relentlessness uh, of their uh, their backcourt, and uh, really getting up in your face. So that they, they were going to have to figure that out because Bellevue West certainly isn't going to give them space to kind of do what they want either. They're going to take it to them as well. But yeah, it's looking early on. Uh, North North looking pretty good. Obviously, won that big showdown out of Columbus with Omaha Westside and. Um, David Harmon is a guy that I, I talked about all spring and summer as a as a, uh, one of my main breakout candidates for the season, and he had 24 in that game. Uh, Josiah Dotzler has gotten off to a great start this season uh, for for Bellevue West, sliding over into that that, that kind of lead point point guard role with Chucky Hepburn at Wisconsin now. So um, yeah, it's been an interesting start to the season so far. Got a few teams dealing with some injuries, uh, some teams that'll get stronger in the second half of the season once players become eligible that transferred in. But, um, yeah, I'm excited about what I've seen so far. Jacob Padilla is with us. HailVarsity.com and magazine at Jacob Padilla underscore on Twitter. Let's go to Husker basketball. And Jacob, I want to start with with all the, the, the in-state kids that are playing elsewhere right now. I mean, real high-level kids. You, you mentioned Chucky, uh, of course, uh, the crew from Miller North that, that got it handled. I, where 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 did you kind of gauge Nebraska's ability when Fred and company got here to have a shot at the in-state kids? I'm sure they recruited them, but how how uphill of a climb was that for Nebraska? If we can rewind just a bit, yeah, um, I, I think it was a pretty uphill climb. I think Michael Lewis had really um, carved out inroads. I think with that, that 2021 class in particular, with uh, Chucky Hepburn and Hunter Salas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once kind of the staff change, now you're playing catch up and with Nebraska, not really getting off to a great start uh, under the Hoiberg era, I think it was gonna, they were going to have a tough time luring any of those guys to stay home. And I, I'm not sure. I know, uh, Chucky's dad, Greg said that they did a great job of making him feel wanted, mm-hmm. but I just don't know. And from Nebraska's side of things, like how, how much they, how hard they did push, um, for him. So um, that, I mean, I think that's kind of where they are. They, they got here and right away they could, all right, we got to try to flip this quick. Let's get the best transfers that we can. We'll highlight a few key um, high school guys um, to, to come in here and, and add talent for, for multiple years while the, the transfers kind of bring the experience and we'll try to piece it together that way. Um, so I think that's kind of what they've been trying. And unfortunately, it's, I think just, came along at the wrong time to really capitalize on that 2021 class. Jacob, when it comes to the transfers, I mean, Nebraska's been in that market, and that's how Fred did so well at Iowa State. And you've got guys that are talented ball players. The shots aren't falling, obviously. With Are you surprised it's not been better, that some of these transfers for some, from some really good programs haven't, haven't hit, or at least the chemistry doesn't seem to be flowing offensively? Yeah, definitely. Um, I am a little bit surprised by how much of a struggle it has been. Um, part part of that is too guys coming back. Like Latman struggling has been a, a big part of their uh, of the, their issues so far. Um, 
he, he's a guy that was in the program last year and um, is coming back as, as a veteran, and he's just really struggling to contribute in any way, really. And, and that's kind of crushing you at that, that four spot because the, now uh, Wilhelm Breidenbach injured, um, and he was kind of still figuring things out as a true freshman. And now he's injured and on the shelf. Keon Edwards has really struggled. Excuse me, coming over from DePaul to kind of find his place. I mean, they played some four guard lineups there, but they just haven't been able to put together a lot of lineups that really click one through five. You've had different parts of it going at times, but it hasn't come together like I think they envisioned when they went out and put this team together. And a lot of that starts with this perimeter shooting. And that's what this team was built to be. They wanted to go out. They're maybe willing to sacrifice, whether it's uh, creation ability off the bounce or perimeter defense. They're able to kind of sacrifice a little bit of that, a bit of that and went out and like, all right, we're going to land the best shooters that we can to, to place around guys like Alonzo Verge and Bryce McGowan's and, and Trey McGowan's when he was healthy and try to give those guys space to work. And then we'll play that way, kind of an inside-out, uh, drive-and-kick type of thing. And guys just haven't been able to hit shots. And with those shots not going in, there haven't been, there aren't a ton of plan Bs with this roster. Like Casey Tominaga, if the three isn't falling, he's not going to be a guy that can go get you a bucket off the bounce. Same thing with C.J. Wilcher. Same thing with Latman. Same thing with Keon Edwards at this point. So you just kind of little, you're just limited offensively right now with this roster based on the way that guys have struggled to do what they were brought in to do. I mean, Jacob, Fred before the season said that this team, from what he's seen in practice, was the best shooting team he'd had since he'd stepped foot on campus here at Nebraska. And you're a guy who's coached basketball. How do you explain that the fact these guys are showing themselves well as shooters in practice, but then when when the game arrives, they're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country? Yeah, I don't really know. Um, A lot of it, some of that bad luck, I know the Twitter account, uh, Shot Quality, Simon Gersberg, um, it's kind of, that's kind of his project that he's been working on the last few years. And he, uh, he, he, based on the results so far, he thinks Nebraska is like right up there. It's the unluckiest team in the country in terms of the quality of looks that they've generated and the percentage they're shooting right now. Um, so a lot of times teams that are on that list at this point in the season, there is some reversion to the mean and teams go on to do better. I think Auburn and Arkansas were both teams that were on that list for him early last season, and they both went on to make deep tournament runs and be really good teams. Um, So that's kind of the hope at this point, that at some point the shots are going to start to fall. But in the meantime, they're going to have to find a way to scrap and fight and generate points else uh, other ways. And they were able to do that a little bit uh, against Indiana, just in terms of staying in that game and being competitive. But um, things just kind of spiraled out of control uh, against Michigan. Real quick on on hoops: Does Nebraska compete tomorrow, or is it more the the same as the way things ended uh, the other night uh, against Michigan? Yeah, it, it's hard. It's hard to say right now because we still haven't gotten a full update mm-hmm. from Nebraska in terms of. Who, who's healthy, who, who made the trip, who didn't. Um, they, they went pretty limited with the, their tweets in terms of who was in the photos. So um, we know Derek Walker, Kobe Webster, and I think that was uh, Kron McPherson made the trip. Outside of those three, um, I think we're still waiting to see. So it's hard to know what to expect from this team. I think, they'll, I think 
uh, Fred will get a better effort from them than what we saw um, against Michigan, just in terms of going back over that film and showing guys like we can't have this. I think they'll fight early on. It's just, will they have enough firepower to, to keep up with a really good team, not knowing who they have available and how limited they, they've been able to practice in the last few days to prepare for this, haven't been able to make the adjustments that Fred wanted to. So I think at this point it's just about getting through this game as much, as well as you can and try to find the little things like, all right, hey, we did this really well. We can build off this. All right, we, we fought in this area. Now if we do that and we get fully healthy here, we work on some things, then maybe after this big break we, we can start playing a little bit better basketball. Jacob, volleyball will end it here, and thanks for the time today. All right, what's got to happen for Nebraska against Texas here? Uh, the little payback on a lot of Nebraska fans' mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure uh, a lot of Nebraska fans were pretty excited at the start of that Washington-Texas uh, game last night, thinking, oh, hey, uh, Texas isn't even going to make it to Saturday. But um, they pulled out the reverse sweep, won that in five, and if you kind of paid attention, the first two sets, Texas just couldn't slow down Washington at all. Texas was still doing its thing offensively. Um, and eventually they kind of figured Washington's attack out, slowed her down, and continued to roll through the last three sets. So, excuse me. <coughs> um, sorry about that. No, you're good, bud. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think Nebraska, they're going to they're gonna fight defensively. It's just all about can they terminate at a high enough rate to keep up with Texas. Um, the Longhorns will definitely be favored in this game, but Nebraska has been um, playing a little bit better offensively since the start of the tournament from where they were at the end of the regular season. So that should give you a little bit uh, of optimism at least. Jacob Badilla with us. Follow him for Husker Volleyball, Husker Hoops, high school action at Jacob Badilla underscore on Twitter, com and Magazine. Jacob, uh, have a good weekend. Uh, appreciate your time today, bud. Same to you guys. All right. There he is. Good stuff from Jacob Padilla. Yeah, Bell West and Pius tomorrow. Pius going to have to try and bounce back. And uh, Omaha South, man, really, really impressive, really talented. Got a chance to see them last night. But Pius, uh, Coach Spitz going to have the kids ready and a lot of talent, a lot of great uh, body types and athleticism. Boyer got hot, too, in that first half. Uh, we'll check in with uh, the godfather, Barry Alvarez. What's he think of uh, Donovan, Riola to Lincoln? That's next on Hale Varsity. Hello, listener. This is Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hale Varsity, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of $29.99. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce 10 issues of our monthly magazine our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery Hall of Fame football coach and athletic director and uh, Husker, Barry Alvarez, with us. Coach, thanks for taking a few minutes on a Friday. I uh, wanted to, to dive in and, and spend a little bit of time about Nebraska's new O-line coach, 
Donovan Riola, uh, multi-year starter for you and a, and a captain your final year uh, in 05. Tell us a little bit about uh, Donovan and how, uh, how he ended up at Wisconsin. Let's start at the beginning. Yeah, you know what? Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Donovan's father trained he and his, his brother, um, trained uh, Olin Kretz, the center, uh, played at Washington, mm-hmm. and later was a great player for, for the Bears. Um, and he always sent them to cold-weather teams and, uh, so that they'd get ready if they had a chance to play in the NFL. So, you know, we, I had a, someone who was recruiting Hawaii, and uh, we really liked Donovan. Uh, he came in, and, you know, he's one of my all-time favorite players. He loves football. No one loves football any more than he does. He's worked hard in his craft to, to move up the ladder. Uh, he was a great captain for us and uh, just fun to coach and fun to be around. He'll, he'll do a great job for you. Tell me a little bit about his personality and, and what that personality on the field and how it can translate to the sideline. Well, let me tell you, he's a tough guy, but, uh, and he's very competitive. Uh, I don't think he's quite as ornery as his brother was, but uh, but uh, uh, he, he he understands the game. Uh, you know, he's going to be tough when it's time to be tough, but he's going to care about his players. Barry Alvarez with us. A couple of minutes. Hail Varsity Radio. Donovan Riola uh, in Lincoln and uh, multi-year starter and captain, of course, Nebraska's new O-line coach. Uh, Coach, uh, when we look at, at Donovan, we know he's he's 38 and he's done in, done some time at Notre Dame and done some time at the NFL. Uh, there's a question out there when it comes to recruiting and, and that part of, of the job. You know, what, what advice is there for young coaches from you uh, when it comes to recruiting and connecting with kids? Just, just be yourself. He's got great personality. He'll be great in the home. Um, you know, he... he He'll, he'll be able to relate to parents and kids. I know the players, they'll, they'll love him. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind he, he'd be a natural as a recruiter. Coach Alvarez, a thought here on coaching chemistry. When you're putting staffs together or, or folks reach out to you about coaching staffs, uh, do, you, uh, do you lean towards experience? Do you want an older, grizzled vet on staff, I asked that Mark because of Mark Whipple and uh, what he's done at Pitt, and, and now he's the new OC at Nebraska. Well, it, it always, it, you know, it, it varies. It depends on who you have on your staff. You want to have multiple personalities. Uh, you, you'd like to have somebody. Uh, you'd like to have some wily vets. You'd like to have the experience. But in the same respect, you, you want energy. You want young people that bring a lot of energy to the staff. You want different personalities that can match with the the hundred and some different personalities you have on your team. All those things are, there's not one mold that you're looking for, but it's, it's, it's someone who fits and is not necessarily exactly like, you don't want a, a, a staff that's all the same. Mm-hmm. Barry Alvarez with us. Coach, uh, it's been a while back, but your impressions of, of the, the, the Nebraska-Wisconsin game, uh, high scoring, kind of a shootout, you guys hung on at the end. Yeah, you know what? I, I was impressed the fact that that uh, you know they had a rough year. They didn't have a lot of wins, yet you could tell that Scott still has his players. They competed their hearts out. They were physical. They made plays. I thought Martinez had a great game. Really allowed them to to move the football, create a lot of problems for our defense, who who's played well, all, you know, the entire year. 
So I, I was impressed, you know, and, and uh, I told some of my Nebraska friends that, that I, I you know, when, when, the, when the coach has his team and their record's not real good and they play that hard at the end of the season, that he still has his players and, uh, you know, he's on the right track. Let's talk portal, coach, and would, would that be something – that you uh, you lean heavier towards, and I ask that just because of where Nebraska's at from a recruiting standpoint. You want to get high school kids and develop them. You also uh, want to kick tires on kids that have experience in the college level, and uh, you need to win next year. How would you go about attacking things? <laughs> well, you know, I, I think the portal can help a lot of people if you plug them in right and if they're the right people. You, I think you really have to do your due diligence and do your homework that that they're going to be a good fit and that they're not going to distract from what, what you've established already. Uh, somebody that's going to come in like Russell Wilson. He came in in the summer for us when they first had the graduate graduate transfer rule and he was voted captain. You know, he made that type of an impression within uh, four weeks in summer, in the summer and, and in, during camp. So uh, that's a guy that fits. So that, that's the important thing that they're going to play, that, that there's a spot for him. Uh, you better have researched them and know what type of player they are, what type of person they are, and uh, and make sure they fit. I think uh, Mel Tucker did a very good job last year at NC at Michigan State. So there's a place, but I, I wouldn't go totally on on relying on portal guys. Did you know what you had in Russell? I did. <laughs> I didn't coach him. Brett had him. Yeah. And I knew there was some, you know, the media questioned, is it fair for you know the players that was there? We had a quarterback named John Budmeyer who was ended up being on our staff um you know is it fair to him he's been there but they asked me I was just the, I was the athletic director then I said man this is like hitting the lottery you get a kid like that and 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 it was Barry when you, when you see the the pressure that this Nebraska team is going to have next year knowing they're in win now mode with these new coaches coming in Donovan Riola Mark Whipple you've been head coach you've been an AD what do you tell these coaches that are coming in whenever you know and they know there's an expectation they need to get some wins next year you got to be themselves and coach I hired you because you're a good coach be yourself uh, get close to your players care about your players and uh, you know do what you've been doing. I wouldn't have hired you if I didn't think you you were a very good coach. Just do what you've been doing and and care about your kids and get close to them. Barry Alvarez with us. Coach, we'll let you get out, and thanks for taking time. Last thought on the college football playoff expansion. Uh, Saw some of Commissioner Warren's comments uh, earlier this week. Uh, Expansion, yes, but the right number. Um, What's what's your thoughts here as as we look at the playoff here with Michigan involved in it, uh, the two-seed, but also, you know, expansion and timeline here is six, is eight the number? What's your take right now? Yeah, I, I think eight is the number. Um, I think 12 is too many. It, it, it lends to too many, too many games for the student-athletes. Um, I think accessibility to the playoff for more teams is good. You know, I, I like a, a, a representative from each, each Power 5 league. Um, you know, I, I and I think eight can handle that and handle it well. I, I just I don't I don't have a good feel for twelve. You have a good feel for Michigan, Georgia at all? I think Michigan's really playing well. I mean, they're they're a very very good team. I think they're going to have to throw it a little more than than they have during the year. I think this Georgia team is really physical. That nose guard may be as good as I've ever seen. Um, 
but uh, they, they've uh, they've answered the bell all year. I've I've been impressed with uh, the squad they're sending. I'm excited that we have a couple new teams and you know in that final four. That's good for college football. So I'll be rooting hard for them. Barry Alvarez with us, Coach. Have a great Christmas. Thanks for the time. Okay, thanks, guys. You do the same. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Final time this hour, coming up, Bill Dolman, NBC Sports, uh, and uh, part of the Husker program back in the golden and glory era. We'll talk to Billy D in about 10 minutes. Steve Marek with Hale Varsity. We'll dive into some Husker football with him and some Husker women's basketball. And uh, we'll, we'll also pick Bill's brain about Celebrity Crush. Rex Chapman has done it again on his Twitter timeline with asking uh, followers to post a picture of their Celebrity Crush. We'll get Elijah's take. I will give you mine in a moment. Reminder about uh, buckling up. And uh, you uh, turn to your friends with the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety to do it. So... Hands on the wheel, eyes in mind straight ahead. The driver has one job to drive. Focus on it. This message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Celebrity crush? Are we talking growing up or like now? I don't know. If you have one now, fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Miley Cyrus. Now or then? Both. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you were, you were a big Miley guy. Uh, a little less so now since he's gone full rocker. I don't know if I could handle that, you know. But you're willing to try? <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to try. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I was a big Daisy Duke guy. Well, who wasn't? Well, but that's way ahead of your time. I mean, no no Baywatch? No. Yeah, no, no Pam Anderson on Baywatch was, was good. I like the, the dark-haired gal, the short hair. I mean, Pam Anderson was Pam Anderson, but the dark-haired gal, forget her name. Maybe that was the VIP show that <laughs> was on uh, later in the evening. Uh, that was good. Uh, no, Pam Anderson's a good call, but no, uh, Catherine Bach, which is Daisy Duke. Oh, okay. From, from, from the Dukes of Hazzard. I never knew her the actress's name. Okay. It's just Daisy Duke. I, I guess I could also go Margot Robbie right now. Oh, sure. From she, Wolf she, of Wall Street? Yeah, has probably overtaken Miley Cyrus now, but Miley Cyrus is still on the list. Okay. Well, we'll get Dolman's take on this, but uh, yeah, there, there's a there's a lot of candidates from the 1980s and late 70s for celebrity crush. The uh, my brothers <laughs> remember sending him a, a like a screenshot of uh, either Food Network or HGTV some Sunday morning where Tiffany Amber Thiessen from Baywatch or from uh, Saved by the Bell, was doing uh-huh. a cooking show. And I said, hey, guess what's on? He's like, you don't think I know this? <laughs> <laughs> so he was a big Kelly Kapowski guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get into Saved by the Bell? Not really. It was on Netflix for a little bit. I remember, I think I watched like the first season. They only ever made, what, two or three seasons of it? I don't know. Something like that. I think I watched the like, it all first season. derailed once the Hoff got bombed and tried to eat a cheeseburger. Dolman wants to like video stream, apparently. Does he now? Yeah, so we might have to stream yard this bad boy. Let's do it. All right, so we'll stream yard Bill Dolman. Yeah, you can find that on the ESPN Lincoln Facebook page at the uh, the top of the hour. And Twitter. 
and Twitter. I'll, I'll have we'll, both uh, up. We'll Twitter Dolman up here. And yeah, we'll dive into the celebrity crush. But yeah, it was pretty simple. It was absolutely uh, Daisy Duke, Catherine Bach. And then that's a good second call on, on Pam Anderson and your Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus and Margot Robbie. Okay. Yeah. That works. Big time. Uh, hour two, Steve Marek and uh, Bill Dolman. Big thanks to Jacob Padilla. Talking Husker volleyball and big red basketball. And uh, the godfather, Barry Alvarez on Donovan Riola. That'll get posted on ESPNLincoln.com and the ESPN Lincoln Twitter feed. Hour two, next with Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's Hale Varsity. Dot com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to an hour two. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and uh, the pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports is Bill Dolman. We're going to go a little Blair Witch on you and get things. There we go. Set up as we stream live on Facebook, ESPN Lincoln, and on Twitter with ESPN Lincoln. And uh, Elijah is going to be opening for a death metal group here about 830. Uh, with his uh, stock and cap, Bill Dolman just got done doing about 4,000 push-ups, I think. Billy D., what do you know? How are you? Well, I'm just curious if Elijah's going to be um, playing tonight with uh, Harrison Beck Band. The, the Harrison Beck Band. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the name of that was, but it was probably somewhere along the, the lines of, Je- of Jesse Pinkman's band and, and Breaking, <laughs> Breaking Bad. Elijah, where are you guys opening tonight? Why? What's with all this hate? No, it's all. I'm just messing. I've been, you got the, the stocking hat I on. I put the fun. hat on. And I'm like, I think this is a good look today. Like, I kind of like oh, how it goes with the outfit. And now I'm just sitting here, like, okay. I, I didn't realize there was so much vitriol towards hats. The correct answer is there's a winter weather advisory <laughs> with, with freezing rain till 1 a.m. Well, the big problem is it's like 75 degrees, and I never know what to wear because I put on the jacket in here because it's cold outside, and then I'm dying in here. So I've gone short sleeves and a stocking cap. The best of both worlds. Put like. 17 steel chairs and lock me in that sauna slash studio <laughs> back in the day. All right, Bill, we'll get into uh, your reaction to the week of hires. We'll get some thoughts on Nebraska basketball. But um, Celebrity Crush, Rex Chapman strikes again on Twitter. Uh, I went with uh, with Catherine Bach for, um, from Dukes of Hazard, And then late 80s, had to go Pam Anderson. Uh, Elijah went with Miley Cyrus. Who was Billy D uh, in love with uh, as a uh, as a teen? Well, you, you know, like most of my generation, Marsha Brady, 
uh, the kind of guy you could take home to mom. Jan was kind of the one you could probably take home to dad. <laughs> but I got to be honest with you, uh, when that, when that uh, Donna Summer. Donna uh, Summer. When Love to Love You came out in 1975, I liked the song, but uh, knew I probably wasn't supposed to. You liked the you liked the video more, is what you're saying. I liked all of it. Yeah. So Bill Dolman goes with <laughs> <Absolutely>. Donna Summer. <laughs> well played. Yeah. And Elijah's like, let me Google Donna Summer, right? It's all right. No, that, yeah, because uh, you won't be uh, good for the rest of the show. <laughs> Bill Dolman's with us. I yeah. think my first album that I bought because of that, um, like Kiss Destroyer, ACDC, mm-hmm. uh, Dirty D's, uh, Dunder Cheap, mm-hmm. and uh, Donna Summer Live. Okay. That was the, that was the collection. Bill, let's get into the hires here. We know that Mickey's on board. Mickey Joseph, we talked last Friday. But uh, Nebraska able to go get Mark Whipple from Pitt. And also Donovan Riola. You've had uh, some time to kind of go over this. And, and I know you followed a little bit of football beyond Nebraska. What do you like about Whipple? And let's talk about this mesh between Frost and the direction. Uh, he wants to go. Whipple can bring and then... On top of all of that, the uh, reality of, um, well, you, you got to win. You got to win uh, enough to, to, to make Trev and the fan base happy. Well, I think it's a higher maturity. And I think it's probably one that um, maybe that's the word for it. You know, you're bringing somebody in that's, that's pulling as a head coach. You've got somebody who's had recent success with uh, Pickett, the quarterback that's going to be in New York for the Heisman. Uh, um, and they won the conference championship. Now, initially when I heard Mark Ripple, I'm thinking, is that the guy that was okay at UMass? And it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guy's in his mid-60s now. So, but I think, I think what he brings is maturity. He brings experience. He brings connections on the East uh, it, in the East Coast, um, for it comes to recruiting and high school connections, you know, Nebraska used to do so well back in the day with New Jersey. So now you've got with Mickey Joseph, uh, perhaps Bill Bush, if he can get back on the recruiting trail as a full-time assistant. I don't know what uh, that story is, but you've got two important regions covered with experienced coaches uh, that should help in recruiting. So. Is it a big splash higher? No, but it's probably pretty solid for what this staff needs right now. Splash versus the right hire, and it's experience. It's some mentorship, perhaps, and uh, just doing some background. I mean, Whipple's pretty firm. I mean, he's he's able to communicate and work well with others, but he isn't going to be a yes man is, is kind of the way I, I look at it and see it. Donovan Riola. Donovan Riola, we know we know Dom, but uh, Donovan uh, did some time at, at Notre Dame and then Hawaii, and he's been with the Bears. And uh, we just talked to Coach Alvarez a little less than an hour ago, and that's one of his guys. He's pretty excited not only for Donovan's opportunity, but he thinks it's it's going to work out. He's pretty optimistic about the fact that Donovan can come in and 
and get it rolling with his guys because of his personality. Well, his personality and his eyes to the region. Again, I think that's critical. And what kind of crew is he going to be? I don't know, but he certainly understands what Big Ten football is all about. You know, and going back real quick to Mark Ripple, the question that I have, and everybody should know by now, I love the option. And I thought Logan Southers ran the option pretty well in that final game against Iowa. How much does Mark Ripple embrace the option? How much does Scott Frost want to continue to use the option in the offense, or at least principles? So I think that's a big question for somebody like me. I've been looking for like a big omen, uh, Bill, Bud Wilkinson uh, type coaching tree uh, disciple. So I hope that Mark Whipple embraces those principles in the whatever offensive scheme he wants to apply. Now Dominic or Donovan Wyola, we know Dominic. Mm-hmm. I would imagine those chapels are pretty close to the tree together. So we're gonna we know what kind of personality we're going to have, and that's exactly what Nebraska needs on that offensive line. So I like it. Young, fresh, I think it's good. Bill Dolman's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. You have that young and old combination uh, with uh, Riola and Whipple and, of course, Scott Frost. So you've got two names and one spot. The running back position, is that Ron Brown? Is there some movement on the defensive side of the ball at some point for Bill Bush? Does Bill stay in the, the backdrop as, a, as an analyst while helping recruit? And you have Ron Brown and Mickey Joseph hammer special teams. I mean, what, what's, the, uh, what's the prescription, Bill, with two names that you know and really one on your staff full-time, but just one spot? I like Bill Bush and Ron Brown both a lot. Uh, and they certainly know the program. And, uh, and I love Ron Brown. I think you have to have him on that staff somehow, some way. And I would imagine Trev Alberts would like to have Trev Alberts uh, or have Ron Brown on Scott Frost's staff. And and I'm kind of curious if there are some changes on the defensive side, given the fact that that defense was so good and the linebackers have played well. Uh, so I'd be surprised if there's changes because there weren't any changes you know, made back in November. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's what they need to do to shuffle the deck just a little bit. But I, I think you got to find a way to make sure Ron is on staff. You utilize the youngest 64-year-old guy in the country because you know he can re, you know, recruit anybody at any time. And Bill Bush is, is a great coach, too. So I hope that those guys have prominent roles on the staff. Bill Dolman's with us, uh, Hale Varsity Radio, HaleVarsity.com. Uh, Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt, and uh, Bill in uh, Colorado. Uh, we're streaming live here, ESPN Lincoln's Facebook, and also on ESPN Lincoln's Twitter handle. So, Bill, going to switch gears to basketball, a, a night to forget if you're Nebraska and Fred Hoiberg and what happened on ESPN2 with a national audience. I think the fifth most watched basketball game that night. That, that type of performance gets you banned from Espen. It gets you sent to the Ocho. And Nebraska just pretty much quit, and Fred called it 
like you saw it. You also have uh, Matt Abdelmassi stepping away. What do you make of this this uh, tailspin Big Red Hoops is in? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you just want to move on? <laughs> I just want to quit, too. Oh, I see. You're just tapping out? Um it reminded me that we are a wrestling school, volleyball school, uh, baseball, rifle, bowling. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad Fred called him out. Um, that was awful. That was like football a few years ago. That was like uh, the Kansas football game. I just, you know, it, like you're saying the ratings were so high. You know, Jason Benetti, I think, is a great announcer. Robbie Hummel did the game. Probably best that those guys did it, as opposed to Jay Billis or Dick Vitale, Dan Schumann, or somebody whose, you know, voices are going to echo for the entire season. That was disastrous. Um, They've got to watch that game back. They've got to listen to the commentary. Uh, Every criticism that can be leveled against that performance is justifiable. And that team's got to search for some soul. The, the loss to Western Illinois at the beginning of the season, I think, was troubling. The loss to Creighton, I thought, was surprising, given the talent that this team has. I think that they never recovered from the four-overtime loss at North Carolina State. That was evident against Indiana. And uh, then this with Michigan was just a culmination of some really bad stuff that they've not uh, thought through or decided to fight through. Bill, so what's next? You got a a sick team down at Auburn. And you've got chemistry issues, at least when it comes to offensive flow. When I say chemistry, they just don't don't make the shots the offense is designed for, and that's perimeter shooting. Uh, Fred knows basketball. You know what? Go ahead. The three-point shooting look like um, one of those halftime motions or one of those deals like during a timeout when they put 30 seconds on the, uh, the shot clock and they bring some fan out of the stands to make a layup, a free throw, a three-pointer, and a half-court shot. That's what Nebraska looked like shooting threes against Michigan. I said a few weeks ago that I I think free throw shooting is critical for this team, more so than three-point shooting. And I still stand by that because once they start missing those threes like that, they need to go for something else and just abandon the three-point shot instead of clanking them up. You know, drive and that's a good free throw to shooting team when they get the opportunity, which they didn't get against um, North Carolina State. But uh, the the three-point shooting, when it's not falling like that, I think nobody's taken another three the last ten minutes of a game. Just make the effort to get to the rim if it ain't falling from outside. Bill, we'll wrap up with this. Pride of Fairbury, Bill Dolman with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, a couple minutes here, Bill. Nebraska, Texas tomorrow. You've done a lot of volleyball. You've done national championship matches. How's Nebraska get it done? Well, I thought Texas was headed for a loss. I watched the Washington match, and Washington played flawlessly for two and a half sets, and then that uh, center got the kill that turned the entire match around. I think you hope that Texas 
used a lot of fuel uh, last night, and now they're going to have 24, 48 hours to regroup, but you hope that they used a lot up. Nebraska looked pretty impressive against Illinois. I know Illinois was somewhat depleted. Nebraska seems to be playing really well right now. Um, the freshmen are good. I think experience. Stevens is playing great. And maybe Lexi Son, who didn't play against Washington, gets more playing time against the old school and has uh, one has the last laugh, shall we say, on uh, home court and has a great game to put Nebraska into the Final Four, at least. And I think that's what we all hope for. But it's going to be a great match, no question about it. I will think Texas has the advantage, whatever you see at home. But why not Nebraska? Bill, what's going on with you with NBC this weekend? What's uh, Where can we watch? Well, I've sure been watching the replays of Spence. Uh, that just ended as we went on the air here. Uh, they have biathlon throughout the weekend from Hochfeld to Austria. Um, love sport and catch it on the Olympic Channel and NBC Sports Network. Follow Bill. Find him on Twitter at Bill Dolman. Billy D, awesome to get caught up. We'll... Uh, do you like doing this face-to-face thing? Usually we're on the road doing a show somewhere, but I don't know. Am I scaring you? <laughs> no, I, I don't mind it. Uh, but I'm right now I'm thinking about going and breaking up my Donna Summer albums. <laughs> there he is. Uh, you can uh, find Bill. I won't say love to love you, baby, but I uh, love you all. <laughs> Bill, take care, buddy. Thanks for the time today. Go Big Red. There he is. Bill Dolman with us on Hale Varsity Radio. He's saying it's Donna Summer. That's the celebrity crush for him. Steve Marek joins us. Husker football thoughts. And uh, we'll get into some Husker women's basketball next. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hale Varsity. And I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And we're back. Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio listen? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Uh, winding through a Friday, a busy news week with Nebraska football, Husker women's basketball also uh, staying uh, unscathed. And Steve Mark with us uh, from HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. Steve, uh, let's go back to Wednesday as, uh, you know, the, the build was going, right? Okay, here's, here's Mickey Joseph, end of the week, last week. And then where's Nebraska going to go with O-line and NOC? There's still one spot to fill. want to get your take here. What's your reaction to uh, to, to Mark Whipple and uh, the hiring there? Yeah, uh, Mark Whipple, he's he's an interesting guy. Just I, what, The biggest thing that I think that that hire really um, gives Nebraska and that offensive staff is just a guy who's been around. He's, I mean, he's, he's coached for over 40 years. He's going to bring, um, I guess, just the experience level that I don't think the Husker offensive staff had, I guess, before a Whipple entered, entered on the fray here. Um, so I think that's really going to benefit um, Scott Frost as he continues to develop as a, 
as a head coach just to have a guy like Mark Whipple who's, you know, 64 years old. He's been around. He's seen some things. He's been through good things, through bad things. I think just having a guy like him on staff to just ask questions and, and learn and grow under, that's going to be a huge benefit. When it comes to, to Whipple and Frost, that dynamic, we'll get to Raiola in a minute as well. Is there concern, or do you think this could work? I mean, it has to work if, if you're Scott Frost, but just, you know, Frost being able to, to listen to a guy who's seen about everything in Whipple, and also from a, from a Whipple standpoint, you know, there's, there's some nuances to what Scott's been doing that's been pretty beneficial in college football as well. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to watch play out because each guy, I think, um, has been calling what they've been calling and doing what they've been doing for for years now. And, and uh, sticking with Scott, um, on, with with Frost, offense is the thing that's got him, you know, two head coaching opportunities. So how how easily is he going to, I guess, hand over the keys to his to his um, offensive Corvette to to Mark Whipple? Um, so it, that's good. That's just going to be. Very interesting to, to watch to watch play out. Um, it, I, I've got to think it's got to be kind of difficult for, for Scott to just kind of swallow that as he transitions or, or attempts to transition to more of a CEO type like uh, his athletic director uh, Trev Alberts wants him to do um, or, or suggests him to do. Um, so yeah, it's just going to be really interesting um, to see the to see the offense in 2022. Like, is it? going to be a lot of frost elements or is it going to be a lot of whipple elements with a little bit of frost or vice versa um so yeah that's that's going to be the biggest and most intriguing question to me along with um, which quarterback they they get to take the snaps yeah steve do you think that there's a quarterback on the roster right now that could be getting the snaps next season i mean we saw what logan smothers did against iowa and he had a pretty good game did enough to win that game in all honesty uh, and then you also have a young guy in heinrich harburg that looks to have all, all the arm talent and the limited appearance we've seen from him in the spring game last season uh so do you think that one of those two guys could be in line to be starter next year or do you think that that going and getting a transfer quarterback is going to be paramount for this team's success next season yeah, that's a great that's a great question. Um, so, what the luxury that um, Mark Whipple had at Pitt um, is Kenny Pickett. Obviously, I mean he the guy's the guy's an incredible uh, college quarterback. His career arc has been really impressive to watch. Um, he's obviously a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback. So that's the benefit that Mark Whipple had this season was just having a guy, a pass first guy who's also mobile. But man, Kenny Pickett can really throw the football. And when I look at Nebraska's a quarterback room, do I see a Kenny Pickett on the roster? And right now, uh, the answer to me at least is no. Um, can can Logan Smothers grow into that role? Um, can Heinrich Harbor grow into that role? Of course they can. But as of right now, I, I don't really see a Kenny Pickett on the roster, which uh, leads me to, I guess, the transfer portal and, you know, what quarterbacks are they going to go over there? I know there's been some smoke with Miles Brennan, the former LSU guy, um, who put his name in the portal. I've, I really liked what um, Miles had done before. He had some um, bad injury luck with with LSU, and that's kind of why he entered his name into the portal. But prior to those injuries, I mean, he was looking very, very good. Um, I know Zach Gibson had his official uh, visit canceled. The guy from Akron, I went back and watched a couple of those Akron Zip football games, and you know, he he wasn't bad. I mean, that that's a guy that I think could, is going to go somewhere and, and be a contributor. Um, ten ten touchdown passes against zero picks. He, he really protected the ball over at Akron, but I think his 
um, opportunity at Nebraska um, isn't one anymore. But, um, yeah, as of right now, I, I don't really see, um, I guess, a Kenny Pickett caliber quarterback on the roster, but that's a good thing about um, Mark Whipple. You know, he's a smart guy. He's been around forever. He's going to tailor his offense to whichever quarterback he has. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. All right, let's spin the wheel, Steve. Steve Mark with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. Steve does a great job covering Nebraska football. And uh, be sure to follow him on Twitter, at uh, Steve underscore Marek. So do you like Miles, Brennan? Do you like uh, Chubba Purdy, Florida State? And we, yeah. we, we spent a lot of time talking about uh, Gabriel, Dylan Gabriel, the, the old Central Florida quarterback now. Uh, I, I think Ole Miss is in the running for a replacement for for Corral as well. So, you know, Miles Brennan and uh, and 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 Dylan could end up there. I mean, the the sweepstakes are still open. If you got to pick the the portal quarterback, who would you go with? Oh man, um, that's a fun question. I, I guess Miles Brennan would be would be my top pick. I know Max Johnson. Um, Brad Johnson, the former Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, quarterback, he, his son is also in the portal, and he's a start, started the past um, season and a half, I think, down there in Baton Rouge. He's really interesting as well. He has a four-star little brother tight end also, so that's uh, very interesting as well. But um, realistically, I, you're going to have to find a kid who's willing to come come into a, a program who just finished 3-9 and nine, and, I guess, you know, first-year in a new system, learning learning Mark Whipple and Scott Frost offense, and and just having a guy that that is willing to do that. And in my opinion, that that you need to bring in an experienced kid, an uh, um, experienced quarterback who's been there, done that, played a lot of college football under his belt. And that to me, that speaks uh, Miles Brennan for sure. There are some other guys in the portal, but you know, I, I'm not I'm not really sure like who's taking visits um, or who, who's realistically going thinking about coming to Lincoln, but as of right now, I'd have to think Miles Brennan is the top. I know Dylan, Dylan Gabriel has his, had his eyes on Ole Miss for a while now, and he just kind of seems to fit that um, Lane Kiffin offense, Jeff Levy offense um, perfectly. I know Levy just took the um, OC job at Oklahoma. so um, But, yeah, I, I think Dylan Gabriel is kind of a shoo for the Ole Miss quarterback spot. But as for Nebraska, Miles Brennan, he looks good to me. So let's get to uh, Donovan Raiola. We talked to Barry Alvarez a little bit earlier and glowing things as you'd expect, but uh, kind of a, a Barry Alvarez type of guy, uh, Donovan Raiola on that O-line for those Wisconsin teams. He now transitions from the NFL to Lincoln, and he knows about Husker football through through his brother, and he knows about Big Ten football through his experience. What's what's that room like? What's What's it going to need to be? Moment one, day one, when he meets with the kids that are in that 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 offensive line group, um, and what can he bring here? Being out of college for a little while, and, and his college experience being what it is. Yes, Notre Dame. Yes, Hawaii. But uh, they were at the GA level. Yeah, Don, that, that's an interesting hire, Donovan Raiola. Um, I mean, look, Husker fans are going to love that last name, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got everything you know in his blood working uh, work, working well. Um, for his for his uh, job that he's tasked with doing over here, which is uh, basically fixing the biggest issue, in my opinion, at least on the offensive side of the football, is that offensive line. You're not really going to get much going on the offense at all if you can't if you can't protect the quarterback or or I guess create running lanes consistently for the running backs. Um, but yeah, Donovan Raiola has 
one of the bigger one of the bigger jobs um, on that program. And I mean, look, he spent the last four seasons as uh, assistant offensive line coach with the Chicago Bears, learning under a very good offensive line coach, one of the one of the best. His name escapes me right now, but I read some great things about the Chicago Bears offensive court or offensive line coach. Um, so. But like you said, Barry, Barry Alvarez, I love myself from Barry Alvarez. So every time we can get um, somebody somebody who has played at Wisconsin, you know, knows how to run the rock, knows how to block, knows the offensive line, that's really great. Um, but to me, I guess Donovan's big, biggest mission right now is to find out what uh, center Cam Jurgens uh, wants to do with his future. Does he want to come back and, and be a part of this thing and try to get it right? Or does he want to you know, see what the NFL draft has for him? Um, and then also the the tackle positions with uh, Bryce Benhart and Turner Corcoran. Um, what, how much development are are we going to see with those two? I guess that's that's going to be a really really big big uh, thing for Donovan to get figured out, and and we'll it'll be interesting to see what kind of work he can do. Steve, there's been a lot of talk of, of the transfer portal quarterbacks as well as the transfer portal offensive linemen. But when you look at Nebraska's ineffectiveness running the ball last season, a lot of it stems from the offensive line. But the, the running backs weren't that great either. Do you think Nebraska needs to go find a transfer running back? Or do you think they have uh, the guys that they want in Ramir Johnson, Jacquez Yant, those guys? Yeah, um, that's that's an interesting question. Um, I and I do agree with you. I think that um, it, it's not 100% completely on the offensive line that they could have run the ball consistently in that handoff run game last year. The running backs do need to know how to run the specific plays, whether it's a you know a power or, a, or an inside zone, outside zone, um, things like that. But you know, I I do I do kind of like the running backs there. I don't think it'd be like a, a necessary a, a, like I don't think you need to go to the transfer portal specifically um, to, to look for a running back here. I do like the pieces that they have. Um, I, I even I know I know he, he went through a knee injury at Oklahoma, but Gabe Irvin Jr., I really, really liked what he showed uh, before he went down with that knee injury. And who knows how that rehab process is going to go and what, and what level he's going to be at um, next year. But, you know, Gabe Irvin Jr., Ramir Johnson, Jacquez Yant, I do like the, 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 the talent in that room. And those are young guys, you know, they can just keep learning and keep getting under, keep getting some more reps underneath their belt. I think that's really going to help. But um, so if it were me, I, I would maybe focus on somewhere else, um, other position in the transfer portal, because I really do like some of the pieces that they have in that um, running back room. Steve Mark with us, HailVarsity.com and Magazine. A few more thoughts from him. We'll check in with Steve on some Husker women's basketball uh, next segment. So this is pretty impressive. I just got a, a, a picture tweeted to me from Coach Gary Barnett, and Barney has this new rib rub recipe that he did. And we tweeted out at Schmidt underscore radio uh, what, what Coach was able to uh, put together. It's the Pinehurst Brewery Railroad Ribs. We'll spend a little bit more time on that. But I'm hungry, is what I'm saying. Uh, more thoughts on Husker football and Big Red women's basketball. Steve Marek, more with him in Hale Varsity as we wind down a Friday. 
Like what you hear? High quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe, promo code GBR. And we're back. Fellas, I think we could listen to the radio listen? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Steve Mark with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, HaleVarsity.com and Magazine. Steve does a great job covering Nebraska football. And uh, be sure to follow him on Twitter at uh, Steve underscore Marek. Nebraska's looking at uh, a couple of different backs for this recruiting class. Emmett Johnson uh, does not have an offer. He's here this weekend. I know Greg Smith's all over the recruiting side. But also Mickey Joseph in home with uh, Treviante, excuse me, Trevante Citizen, uh, stud back, number two back in the country. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see what headway Nebraska can make. You can always bring in a young back in the recruiting class. Also, uh, they're sitting okay if, if injuries don't persist with, with Irvin. Yant gets coached up. we got to know who's coaching him, too. We don't know who the running back coach is. I hope that's Ron Brown, but we'll see where it goes there. But you'll have more of an emphasis, and, and I'm going to like the dialogue here. It, at least it needs to be better between Raiola and Whipple. Those guys are going to get on the same page. And then yeah. – uh, make it a priority to run the football. Run the football with your run game. I know, uh, Steve, you're posting different uh, film clips of uh, some college football here the last couple, three days, and I love seeing an offset eye with a fullback leading the way for a Pittsburgh running back. <laughs> yeah, a little power football had to make you smile. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, they, they. I guess I, looking back at Whipple's uh, career, and he was there for three seasons, 2019, 20, and 21, they really didn't hit, hit it big, had that breakout season until this year, because in 2019, 2020, the, the, running, the, the, the rushing averages weren't really anything um, too impressive. 200, or they averaged 118 rushing yards and 119 rushing yards in 2019 and 2020, respectively, and then kind of just everything kind of clicked with, with a picket in that passing game and everything, which opened up the, a little bit of rushing too uh, this season, they they bumped it up to a little over 150 rushing yards per game with 350 coming through the air. So that's that's really impressive, and it just shows me that um, Whipple what what he had. I mean, he he developed an offense around the pieces that he had, and that's really going to be interesting to see um, what he does with with the pieces that Nebraska has. I mean, look at the off. Look at the wideout room at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I really, really like the wideout room. Um, you know, with guys like Xavier Betts, Omar Manning, um, Alante Brown, some of the really, really young guys like Sean Hardy, um, Latrell Neville. Those, those type of guys who haven't really seen the seen the field consistently. But what does you know adding a Mickey Joseph into the process look like? Are we going to see more of those guys out there consistently? I, I certainly hope so. Um, but yeah, it's. With, with Whipple in the fray, it's really going to be an interesting process to see how this offense kind of forms with, like I said earlier, elements of, of Scott's offense and elements of, of Whipple's too. So it's just a really kind of exciting time, exciting offseason, I guess, 
uh, for a Husker fan. While we're waiting on Husker baseball, Steve, you've got the, the Nebraska <laughs> yeah. women that are carrying the, the banner for Husker athletics along with Nebraska volleyball. And uh, you have the women set to, to rock and roll against uh, Indiana State. What a what a win Monday uh, against Minnesota. What did, what's your takeaway with Nebraska's momentum right now? Uh, they get a conference road win, a tight ball game, and now they get a non-conference ball game. Oh my gosh, wasn't that wasn't that Minnesota win something, Chris? I mean, that was that was exciting. That was the type of, and I listened to the post game um, interview with head coach Amy Williams, and that. They, they really spoke with, and she spoke with spoke uh, to this um, a, a couple of days ago, too, with her press conference. She said that the way that they won that, that game, a tough, gritty Big Ten conference game, um, they had to come back and win that thing. That's going to serve them, you know, they're going to remember that one. So the next time that they're in a position like that, they're going to be like, okay, we've done this before. We've come back against a tough um, conference opponent and won, and won the game. I mean, it was it was just a really great win for that program. It's a tough win. Um, it was good to get a, a real close one under their belt. I know the, the, the strength of the schedule for the women um, is pretty poor, actually, but um, to play a, a Big Ten team on the road in their place and get out of there with a win um, with, a, with a, a player like Sam Ivey doing it, um, a, a Moorhead, Minnesota native herself to do that um, against their home state team, that, that had to feel good and um, it, it was really good to see her score ten of her uh, thirteen points in the fourth quarter. So just the way that they, just the way that Amy Williams um, Club won that won that basketball game, um, the the gritty, tough nature that they did it. That's got to serve them well for future purposes. Steve Mark with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Steve, uh, we'll wind down, bud. Uh, weekend plans? Are you just going to be? scouring uh, not only uh, the hoops side of things, but also the, the visit list this weekend? Oh, yeah. I'll be uh, glued to my phone. I'll be glued to, to, to Greg Smith, my colleague over here at Hell Varsity. He's, he's a recruiting guy with all the knowledge, so I'll be picking his brain and, and glued, glued to my phone and, and seeing what all these guys are tweeting and if they liked it or not. So it's a, it's a really fun time right now for me, especially I'm kind of a a recruiting geek, so uh, I'll be keeping my eyes on all these all these guys, seeing where they go and what they say. Tell me, Steve, Army or Navy? Who you got? Oh man, let's go with uh, let's go with Army. I'm a big Munkin fan. That's a, that's a good. We choice. can all just say USA, baby. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I watch that game for the uniform. Oh, it's a well. I watch it for option. I watch it that for too. snowfall and option football. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's one for seventeen throwing the ball, but the <laughs> tight end always wins it in the fourth quarter on play action. <laughs> Steve, have a good weekend, man. Thanks for jumping on. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me, Chris. Good to get caught up with Steve, Jacob Adela. Good Friday show. Give us a rating. Tell us what you think. Good, bad, ugly. We'll take it all. Podcast, Hale Varsity uh, Radio uh, is on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. So that's where you find us. Weekend edition tomorrow morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Mark Cranach, myself, Elijah Herbal is in. So we did do the, the video stream thing with Bill Dolman. And we should just probably rip that down. We just had some monster gremlins with uh, with feedback. Yeah, and uh, rather than take the blame, I'll blame somebody else in the building. They no, were, no, they no, were, no, 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 no. What I'm going to no, do you, here, you don't need to blame yourself. Usually it's fine. No, I'm just passing the buck. Is normally I'd take the blame here, but I'm passing the buck on this one. Somebody else in the building must, have, must object with to your the settings. computer. Exactly, exactly. They turned the heat <laughs> up to 97 degrees. 
in the uh, <laughs> in the booth for you, and then they jack with your computer. So that's going to be one of those limited edition segments because God knows it sounded fine to me, but you probably listening, driving home, is like, what the hell? Sorry, is what I'm saying. I think if you listen to it over the year, I think it sounded fine, but I think if you Thank were on the, on the live stream, I think you may have had some issues. We will, we will do better. We will do better. Is it really punishment if you're Bruce Pearl not having to watch tomorrow's action? It's supposed to deter future hires and payments. Yeah, what was it? A, a two-game suspension? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be at the. Uh, he's going to be at the spa, or he's going to be at the bar. Imagine that, um, that. That'd be really cool. Imagine going down to the bars outside the stadium to go watch the game, and Bruce Pearl Is Bruce just there. Bruce Pearl there. <laughs> you give me another ultra. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be it. If I'm Auburn, I turn this into a a way to get closer to boosters at Auburn. Because Lord knows that's not an issue. <laughs> Sitting in the bar. So now that we're past this whole suspension thing. Yeah, just two games. <laughs> Let's have a watch party with Coach. <laughs> we're all in timeout with Coach Pearl. <laughs> we'll wind down a Friday at Tail Varsity. Like what you hear? High quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe promo code gbr miss us come here brother give me a hug bring me in for the real thing we're on call for you catch the podcast at hailvarsity.com the espn lincoln app or download them on itunes saddle up partner back to hail varsity radio okay so go taunt yourself again with coach barnett's ribs and he is a perfectionist, and Barney, he'll do his ribs like three times a week, and he throws them on the smoker when he's down in Arizona. And the, the Pinehurst Clubhouse ribs, they, they are, here, here's what I've got, okay? It's going to be like 65, 70 degrees next week. So apparently I need to spray them. With apple juice, I do that with my own ribs. Ingredients, chili powder, paprika, cumin, coriander, salt, brown sugar, fried mustard, garlic powder, granulated onion, cayenne pepper. You mix those up. You get a little bit of honey, a little bit of ketchup. Then you spread around uh, 30 minutes before the ribs are done smoking. And you go for five and a half hours at 215 degrees. Going to do it. I might just dial it up for Sunday. It's great. Seth is right. That sounds almost as good as Lazari's pizza. <laughs> what, what do you got going for? Are you going to have any, uh, anything on the smoker for Army Navy tomorrow? You know, temp-wise, no. 
I, I'm bashful to to do the smoker when it's forty degrees or below. Mm. I can do it. We pulled it off for the Wisconsin game. Those were incredible ribs. But these ribs, man, that check them out on Twitter at Schmidt underscore Radio. Impressive. Absolutely. Pinehurst Brewery Railroad Ribs. Yeah, no foil. So brown sugar, uh, blue hog dry rub, overnight it. You should just call Barney. <laughs> put your put your ribs down and get on the phone. No. Spray with apple juice every hour. And then you do the uh, the blue hog smoky mountain barbecue sauce. Okay. Before we get out of here, this show, uh, I just want to mention it is the least surprising thing to me that you have no care for the, the uniform combo between Army and Navy. That, that is the least surprise. Have you even seen the uniforms this year? Because they're beautiful. No, I haven't. Can you like just shoot me a screenshot? Yeah, I, I, I can't. I'm sure they're cool. The Navy uniforms are based off of the, uh, the Super Hornet, the, the F-18. Okay, okay. So, but they're but they're more based off of the logo on the uh, the Super Hornet, the star with like the two lines to each yeah. side. You know what I'm talking about? They got that one, and then Army uh, is there. There's is like a uh, an actual Army uniform. It looks like pretty much is it's got like the the tan oh, okay. desert, I, desert I, yeah, storm yeah, type yeah, thing yeah, going. Yeah. I've got them now, and it says United. We stand on the back. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I live for the uniform combos in the Army-Navy game every single year. It's like okay. you can go back and look through the history of them, and they just became cooler and cooler every single year. The, desert, the desert camo is sweet. It's really cool. I'm trying to find the Navy one. The Navy one just came out uh, like a week ago. I'm sure it looks money. Yeah, I'll, I'll, send, I'll send it to you. You can look at it after the show. Tomorrow, find a 7 to 9 weekend edition. Myself, Mark Cranach, Elijah Herbal. Uh, get the podcast, Tale of Our City Radio. Take care. Talk to you in the morning. A Huda Media Production.